For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is Healthcare Reinvented, innovation stories from Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield, together with Allegheny Health Network. So I tell you what, Audrey, when we're doing the Healthcare Reinvented series, we're getting to hang out with some pretty cool people, and uh, it's not often you get to say you're hanging out with a couple of neurosurgeons. Just no. saying, you know, it's it is like, special. It's, it's special. cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really revering this opportunity. Me too. So we should we introduce them already? Like, let's just jump in. I think we have to because there's a lot to talk about. Because we're not going to do any service in terms of you know announcing who they are. But to set up today's topic, I mean, back pain is a huge deal. You have a lot of back pain. I don't anymore. I used to remember back in the day, and but now I'm I'm doing pretty good, which is which is a good thing. But now I feel like I'd be doing better because I got these two. People in front of me here are like, I'm I'm sitting up straight now. I'm feeling like, you know, i got to get myself looking good. But anyhow, it affects lots and lots of people. And sometimes it requires surgery. Sometimes it doesn't. We're going to kind of cover all of that today with our our folks here from Allegheny Health Network. That's great. Absolutely. So how about we introduce the great rock stars who are in the room right now? Absolutely. And we have? Rick Prosco. Is that it? That's it. Can we call you like Dr. Doctor? Rick? Can I call you Doctor? Yeah. If you want. I mean, I, I want it to be official. Sure, call. But, okay. You know, Rick will do. Okay. <laughs> Rick will do. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to be his I'll, patient. I'll, is Alex going to say the same thing? <laughs> Alex Yu is my name. Doctor? Dr. Alex Yu. Dr. Alex Yu? Okay. I love it. No, seriously. These actually are giant rock stars in the room. Let them have their self deprecating intro, but let's call it like it is. Absolutely. We Diving into this topic, I hope that we're smart enough, Jonathan. I can't keep up. I'm telling you that right now. So where do you want to start? I mean, you want to talk about that, like some most background. people I think in, we need, we need in our, the world have back problems? I think so. How about, like, let's get some facts from one of the docs here. Well, back pain is in the top ten of uh, problems. You have hypertension, you have diabetes, and back pain is up there. There's a relationship between them? Uh, I think there can be uh, when it comes to obesity. Um, it certainly can contribute to back pain, hypertension. Basically, health is related to back pain. Interesting. That makes so much sense. I know. It really yeah, does. no, it all kind of comes together at that point, right? It so, really does. So you're saying that like 31 million people in the United States experience chronic lower back pain? Is that right? Absolutely. In fact, uh, the majority of people in this room probably have back pain. Totally. I mean, at some point, everybody in their life is going to have what we call mechanical or musculoskeletal back pain. Okay. Meaning it's yeah. not even like nerve-related pain. It's just pain. Pulling a muscle because you lifted something without using your legs? Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's, it's the biggest cause of disability in pretty much the entire world. And certainly it's got to cost billions and trillions of dollars for time lost and people like not coming to work because they wrenched their back and they... Billions and billions right. just in our country. Exactly. And the, the problem is is that people haven't really been sort of looking at it in the way that we look at most other things because the common thing people would say is, oh, you have, quote, nonspecific back pain. 
which would then give people license to kind of treat it non-specifically. And that was sort of the thing that kind of hit us in the face is that, you know, we're, I mean, we're neurosurgeons and we do surgery. That's what we do. But in the process of trying to get our department going and organizing our spine program, it became obvious we had to get a handle on back pain because that's most everybody we see. Like, for example, in our office, if 10%, probably even down in single digits, the people we ever see actually needed surgery, that would be huge. It's probably not even that high. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So most of the folks Alex and I are seeing don't really need to see us. They need to see somebody that can help them with their back pain. And surgery is like one. I mean, obviously, surgery is just that's the absolute final thing you got to do, and that's the most serious thing, and obviously the most invasive. And so you don't want to have to get to that point. It's the last resort, right? It's like the last resort, exactly. Right. So, you know, it's funny about back pain. You can't really see it, right? I mean, to the naked eye. And so when Jonathan has told me he has a back pain, I don't believe him. It's my way of getting out of work sometimes. <laughs> Unless you've experienced it. And then I experienced it. <clears throat> yeah. That's now what you, I was going to say. Your empathy went through the ceiling. My empathy was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah. It really hurts. It uh, really hurts. And so how do you discern say. that? What are the kinds of things that you a, do? A lot of it is uh, in terms of prevention. Uh, a lot of it's exercise, uh, core strengthening. Uh, a lot of those things will alleviate that. Sometimes medications like muscle relaxers, occasionally some steroids. But most of the time you can treat the majority of back pain with what we call conservative measures. Like I said before, surgery would be the last resort. Yeah. So what, what we're trying to unravel is the kind of common pathway where somebody would call up a, a physician and say, oh, my gosh, my back's killing me, and they would be given a bunch of muscle relaxants, some steroids, a bucket of uh, hydrocodone, an bucket. MRI scheduled, right. and then they'd go see Alex in the clinic four weeks later. By the time they get to the clinic, their back pain's gone. They never needed the hydrocodone to start, never needed the MRI to start. Right. So this is a lot of costs that are being rung up really fast. Well, we've, we, we just haven't even done the right thing for that patient. And that person, that, that patient's been through a bunch of... A bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff, right. Right. So that's, that's sort of the... The status quo that we're trying to unravel. You're trying and to correct. shake that up and, and realize there's a better way to treat this, right? Yeah. Well, we want to do the right thing for the right person at the right time. And that requires you basically then to think a little bit about back pain and instead of, like I said, treat it non specifically, to treat it specifically. So you've got to come up with a strategy that works both for the patient and the doc. And I mean, a lot of times hmm. the things that are done for folks are done because people are worried. Oh my gosh, I've got this horrible back pain. My aunt had this horrible back pain. Turned out she had cancer in her spine. I want to be sure I don't have that. Right, right. And everybody's anxiety See, that's where mind always goes. I'm a super hypochondriac and I'm always like, it's the worst thing and it's killing me now. Yeah, and and exactly. That's what everybody is worried about. And so we wind up doing a lot of wrong stuff because we don't have a strategy to talk people out of that anxiety and to replace Mm -hmm. it with a plan that makes sense. Exactly. And that plan probably just having the plan becomes so empowering, right? Because someone knows the steps. They know what's going to happen. It creates something that you can actually kind of follow and, and go towards, not just this random trying this, trying that, and right. seeing what, what happens, right? right? So are we seeing more back pain? Do you think that's what's happening? Are you seeing more patients now than before? Are we seeing an uptick? And I'm going to just – one of the reasons I'm asking that is that 
we get a chance at the Tech Council to work with a lot of companies that are trying to do things to eradicate repetitive motion jobs. So there's been a lot of, of um, migration. I think we see enough back pain. I'm not sure if it's gone up or yeah. gone down, but I, it's, it's still overwhelming. It's yeah. still overwhelming. It yeah. becomes something that you don't see decreasing by any no, stretch no, of the imagination. No, that's for so, sure, right? So, you know, I was going to say it might be with the way jobs have evolved. We have less people that are probably doing jobs that keep them physically fit and more of us that are sitting around doing cognitive jobs. What an Wait, interesting thing. We should talk so about that for a second. here we are right? helping automation, right, with automation and forklifts and any kind of repetitive kind of um, occupation. So it could be we need more of those jobs. Well, it depends. Well, or you need, you need the activity that keeps you in shape. I Maybe. think if you're going home and exercise and work out every once in a while to keep yourself limber, for lack of a better term. I know, but it is interesting <laughs> to think about that. So. But it's true, yeah, because we've created to where so many of us are just sitting at desk jobs. Wait, isn't like sitting is like the new smoking now? I mean, if you yeah. sit, I see myself crunching and I can feel my lower back twinging up sometimes because my posture is terrible and I'm sitting in I a mean, chair. it may not be repetitive motion, but right. sitting is a repetitive motion if you really think exactly, about it. Exactly. Sitting right. at a computer... A mouse right. answering a phone. Exactly. So all this, all all the new way of work is actually maybe creating more opportunity for for lower back pain or back pain of all types. I would have to assume, right? It can. Yeah. So switching gears just slightly, at AHN, you're actually working with care providers at the AHN Neuroscience Institute for this new treatment plan, and you're calling it POP. Well, okay, just to back that up a little bit and explain it. What? Right. What we're really trying to do is to get not just people in AHN or, or neuroscience, but all of the providers in Western Pennsylvania and beyond to start rethinking how we're approaching this. <clears throat> and what we wanted to do to help scale that was to use some technology that's available to us that actually takes what is a, gosh, four-decade-old strategy of evaluating and managing back pain that's standard of care now in Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Apply it to our population, but using the technology that we have now with our electronic records and such, get it in the hands of the providers that can utilize it in their individual practices to help them help their patients and secondarily help Alex and I see the people that we should be seeing. Ah. So that's Did, kind of... So that's the underbelly. That's the whole underbelly. And so the thing you referenced, the POP 909, is actually, it's a, a, when we decided to kind of grab a hold of this and try to organize it, uh, Hamilton Hall, Dr. Hamilton Hall is an orthopedic right. spine surgeon from Toronto that's really the, the, the whole intellectual property behind this approach that, that he's been working on for literally 40 years. Mm -hmm. And so we've known him for a long time, but we brought him down here and his interest in us is taking his baby and being able to look at it, employing the technology that we'll talk about, and also then having the ability to look at it within the framework of AHN, where we now have the, the insurer aligned with the healthcare providers, and really see how that shakes out in the long run. So that's kind of how it so evolved. So that's how it evolved. Okay. Right. So POP909 is a venture between Dr. Hall, a software company that's actually in Delray Beach, Florida, 
and they came up with this, and it's just pattern of pain, and they picked up 909 as the number because it had a couple of birthday significances. I figured there's 909 ways to experience yeah, pain. No. <laughs> and, and so what it, what it did, though, was it, it's kind of interesting, is it took, it took Hamilton's decision-making process tree in his brain and and digitized it, put it into a computer. Yeah, it created a workflow. That's exactly. what we call it. And, yeah. and it seems superficially simple, but the more you delve, delve into it, it became increasingly complex. Mm-hmm. So it took a lot of programmers right. and writers and come mm-hmm. up with all of the little permutations of this. So eventually they got it, got it in our hands, and then the challenge was how do we mesh this with an EMR? So we're on Epic. A lot of the big healthcare organizations right. are on Epic. Absolutely. And that became very difficult. So the integration. The integration. So it turns out that there's actually a bunch of, I guess you could call them epic deserters, that formed a company called Redox. <laughs> like, we're not doing this anymore? We're yeah, starting something started, Yeah, they started well, their own thing. It's kind of disrupt. Right. Kind of disrupt. They see a the better market. way to do it. Exactly. So their, their deal is they'll take whatever it is that you've dreamt up and integrate it with any EHR system that exists. Huh, that's cool. So okay. it's got right. like an open source design. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're in the Midwest and Colorado. So now we are got, they moving to Pittsburgh? No, they got <laughs> no. they got the guys there. <laughs> Can you ask them to? The guys in Florida <laughs> and us with this data flowing all over the place now. Wow, that's exciting. So that's how we got to where we are with the integration of it with the electronic record and so forth. And so you've been practicing for a while. A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. You've been <laughs> practicing for a couple of months. And it, it, this kind of disruption, how is that affecting the work that you do? At this point, I'd have, <laughs> at this point in time, it's created a lot more work for me because I'm, try- <laughs> I'm, <trying, laughs> I'm trying to get this thing launched. launched and, right. and not only launched, but scaled. scaled and that's, okay. the, right. that's the challenge. But I think it gets patience in the right place. Right at the right time. And how right important deal. is that? Exactly. Right. That's who knows you the best. Right. Yeah. Not not your neurosurgeon. Well, hopefully not your neurosurgeon, but your PCP knows you the best. But if you like your neurosurgeon, you might find a way to to get hang out to more. Get, hang out. Really, that's true. More. I think I need another surgery, please. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see my neurosurgeon exactly. no matter what. No matter what. <laughs> so the the cool thing was that at least in the Canadian experience, they wound up with about sixty percent less surgical referrals. Mm-hmm. But the surgeons did the same number of cases. Okay. Okay. So all those 60% of mm-hmm. folks were people that just needed to see somebody to help them out with their back pain. Wow. I'm just thinking about the costs and just the quality of life you're improving. If you don't have to go under surgery, and you, I mean, I, I guess there has to be a, a, a lot of folks that get surgery that don't necessarily need it. And there's risk there, obviously. There's the recovery from it. And if you don't have to cut somebody open, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to cut it I open. mean, it's more efficient. Yeah. And it's more, more efficient. efficient. And yeah, you're all seeing the, way the right people. Right. Right. Which has got to be good. I mean, when you think about the, if this really is the number right. of people, which I have to believe, that have these kinds of back situations. I just, I just love how this builds on this theme of what, what Allegheny Health Network is doing. You know, with our, with our last interview with Dr. Manzi at the Auto Immunity Institute, where they're just trying to put this under one roof. They're trying to make it efficient and, and make it just an easy way to go through and, and, and just get, get on with your life quickly without having to, to you know, go around in circles, where this seems the same way. Getting people in, getting the treatments they need, not necessarily going right to surgery, like 
has happened. I, I just love the fact that you're making this streamlined for people. Well, I think it's, it's also simple. efficient. I think it saves resources. Right. Uh, it saves, uh, you know, most back pain patients don't need something like an MRI, which can be very expensive. Right, exactly. And if you can eliminate ah, that. So we, let's, we can bring the cost down for everybody exactly. that way because we're not, we're not covering all that through our exactly. insurance and everything like that. So it's, it just works on so many levels, and it just seems like it makes so much sense. I just love seeing this happen throughout these different parts Absolutely. of AHN. So I'm really I'm, I'm mesmerized by some of these stories. So if we just switch a little bit, AHN is now piloting five AHN primary care offices at all AHN-owned therapy offices. And there's something called Go Love. Is that Go Live. That was a Go Live. It says Go Live. Okay, yeah. Go Live. Thought that might have been so, a rock song. Yeah. So we started out with doing this whole thing on paper, probably about a year ago, eighteen months ago. Really? Okay. Then when we had the pop application live in Epic, that's what that refers to. Okay. I see. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. So then that that just happened a couple of months ago mm-hmm. now, and so we're we got that all working out, and now the challenge is we're going to start scaling that to the rest of the AHN primary care world. The, the ER docs that are part of the whole Alameda mm-hmm. Health right. Network. Gotcha. And then beyond all that. So we want to make it available to anybody, everybody. You know? Okay. And that, that's really the, the goal of it. But it's um, it's already having substantial impacts in terms of getting people better more quickly, substantially decreasing, as Alex referenced, sort of the unnecessary imaging and doing the right imaging in a more appropriate time. And one really important fallout of it is we've cut down the narcotic utilization by about 60% in wow. terms of those people. That's so what I'm talking about. That's 60%. Sort of big. That's kind of, another piece. Yeah, it's kind of huge because, I mean, a, really big. You know, again, it's the. If you're my doc and I tell you I hurt, the, the sort of response is okay, here's some pain medicine, which isn't really what you need for this kind I, of a problem. No. So that's. Another kind of secondary, right? So that's education and benefits. Right? Education for provider, for patient, for everybody, for mm-hmm. society. Yeah. It is pretty amazing when you think about the amount of people that have unnecessary medications. Yeah, I mean, you see lots of folks in the office that'll have enough stuff. I tell them maybe they could just skip breakfast. You know? I mean, <laughs> oh my it, goodness! They pour, pour milk over it <laughs> and know, start I mean, eating, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, then their stomach would be all upset. Yeah, well, you know, you got to <laughs> work it out. <laughs> Well, there's a medicine for that, so you just yeah, take that on top it. of it, and there'd be no problems. But <laughs> but let's just frame this for a second. Yeah. We, we got two guys here who are neurosurgeons. They're in Pittsburgh, and they're working at AHN, and they're doing incredible work. One guy has roots in Pittsburgh, leaves for a very short period of time, swears he's never going to come back. <laughs> Right? I didn't say I never was going to come back. I just said I wasn't going to work here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he okay. Visit, Minor infraction. Minor infraction. Okay. Exactly. Then we got another guy who's born and raised in Miami. And he's in Pittsburgh. For 12 years for now. For 12 years yeah. now. Right? I'm glad so he's here. What is your view about Pittsburgh and what's happening in the innovation economy? Because that's the world that Jonathan and I sit in every day. So we're stoked about your work and your capability to understand innovation. I think it's an up-and-coming area. Uh, you know, I, I went into neurosurgery partly because of the, I like the technology of it. Yeah. Uh, if you think the, the brain and spine are kind of the, somewhat the last frontier, uh, if you think 
it's even hard to get a picture of the brain and spine until MRIs started coming into play. So, so I always enjoyed the technology, you know, of it. And when I moved to Pittsburgh, it it was always nice to see that that's kind of a a thing here. Well, there's a really cool technology play with what you're using in the operating room. I mean, right. that's what I'm kind of excited to talk about. Right. That Audrey knows my passion for all things robotics, right? Right. <laughs> and right. when you, you like bring that into the uh, operating room, it's like, whoa, man. Well, well, yeah, exactly. You have GPS systems, so it's it's basically a way of seeing inside this inside the human body without actually having to cut it open. And if you can do that, it's less pain for patients. Of course. It's more accurate. Right. So there's a lot of uh, added benefits of, uh, of the robots and all the technology that we utilize. And it's very expensive. It takes quite a bit of development to, to as implement. A, as a, and as a surgeon, for you to like get on that learning curve for that and, and to, to master the, the, the skills around that must be intense. Absolutely. Um, there's, there's a learning curve there, all the technology that we use. But... But in, in particular with the robotics and the GPS systems, yeah. uh, a lot of times you're used to looking down at the patient. Sometimes okay. you're actually looking at a screen. Wow. So, so you're actually looking at a screen making right. your moves. Right. Oh, so, geez, so it does change things up a little bit. So there is Lord. a learning curve. But in the end, it's, I think it's still better for the patient. Because Absolutely. it's less invasive? It can be less invasive and more, more accurate, I think. That's the number one thing. I think it is more accurate. Um, and you, you can be less invasive when you need to be. Right. So, so yeah. you came real quickly. You mm-hmm. came back after your residency, yes, right, and then you stayed here. Mm-hmm. So what's changed in Pittsburgh? What well, hasn't changed? I mean, you know, I mean, when I grew up, it was the heavy industry. Now it's robotics. It's you watch, you don't get run over by a self-driving car. It's you know, it's, yeah, you better it's watch. The, but no, the technology part right. of it's been very cool, and it's just fun to be able to capitalize on some of that in our area of work. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that so AHN was one of, the, one of the first to really deploy these robotic technologies. The Mazur, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Mazur, mm-hmm. which is like, wow, like that's 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 cool. Can well, you tell can us more about that? Know, yeah. Can we know a little bit more about what that is? Yeah. So, uh, so certain surgeries we do, there's spinal fusions, and they involve screws and rods placed in the spine, basically mm-hmm. to hold it in place. So right. if you think... Uh, if your spine is moving too much, it can cause irritation, it can cause back pain, it can cause nerve root irritation. You cause screw it. them together and keep it from yeah, moving, right? Exactly. Wow. That's a, that's the most basic concept there is. But then doing that and implementing that is a whole is a whole other side other of the thing. story. For so, sure. so basically, this system allows you to take pictures of the spine and then it extrapolates that data and okay. then correlates it with the CT scan. Huh. And then from there, you plan out your screws. And then, you, and then basically, the surgeon still does the work, so places the screws. Okay. But basically, lines up exactly where you need to put, put the screw in. Gee, so it's just creating like super precision at that yeah. point. Yeah. So, what is the most common kind of surgery that you do? Can you? My most common is spinal fusion. It's spinal fusion, and how long does that take? Uh, it can vary. Uh, it can be several hours. It can be up to half a day. How did the severity of it? Depends on the severity of the situation. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I know. And my, how many people are in the in the operating room when you're in the room? I'd say about 15 people. Whew. You have so, a team so, right there. You have anesthesiologists. You have nurses. You have tech technicians who work the equipment. You actually have technicians who work the robot. Right. Right. And right. on the GPS systems, and you also have Whew. other technicians that are monitoring your electrical signals. Uh, to basically ensure more That's safety. Amazing. So, is there a way for people like Jonathan and I to observe this? I think we can work something out. 
I'd have a hard time looking. I wouldn't. I, I'm always like, oh, I could never do that. I don't know. I mean, I'd be like squinting I'm, the I'm entire time. I'm actually like proud listening here. It, well, no, I was going to say, I think it would be, you know, we can talk about stuff like that, but then to see it is like a whole nails the deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, then you have a image in your brain that nobody could ever. To see it describe. sounds cool, but it, but hearing it, it's, it, it's interesting but then when you actually see it right that's why that, that's where it just blows your mind you're yeah, like yeah that's wow. why i'm saying i'm in yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely i'm in i'm happy to get scrubbed you can work up something and, out mm-hmm. because i think there is there is something in the work that we do and particularly in getting to know ahn even better is that we have a sense of pride and our sense of pride in the work that you're doing right here in our backyards is something absolutely. that the entire tech community you're a part of. You might not realize that day to day, but you're a part of it. So any way that we can help you know, explore that and exploit that and tell that story, and the more connected you are to the people who are doing this kind of innovation, just gets us really psyched. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, for us it's just so exciting. I mean, we had our Tech 50 Awards the other night, and in the category with companies like Smith & Nephew where they're helping with like knee replacements, we're, they're able to precisely – through Drill the, the joints, yeah. Right. It's like and it's robotic technology. It's creating the precision. You talk about the precision being created with the Mazor. It's just like wow, man. It's here in Pittsburgh. This is what's going on, and and you guys were the first to be instituting this at AHN. Yep. It's just that's just so cool. We love it. So what el- what else do you think that our listeners would should know? That what kind of thoughts? You do mean you other think tech that stuff? Sh- hmm? A different little. I think a cool thing that we're. We, we're just rolling out now, too, is if you talk about outcomes, everybody talks about outcomes research, right. industry wants it, everybody wants data, the more the better, right? So patient-reported outcomes are now the gold standard. So whatever we might say about how you're doing pales compared to what you say about how you're doing. So we have a way of sort of each visit collecting information that's not medical data it's how's your life going sort of data Ah. tracking that and then when you get to a certain critical mass we can actually do predictive analytics on that data based on that right and you know if you came in and said hey i I want you guys to put a knee in me we can look at that information and tell you what the probability is of us making you happy with that sort of surgery see that's based on our prior experience yeah that's what i'm talking about no one ever asked me that before (laughs) so that's kind of cool that is really i would say it's very cool very much so and that's yeah that's kind of like a big data approach and it it sort of starts rolling in the ai stuff and you know i mean that's kind of going to help us help the patients make the right choices very much so that's why i'm in awe Audrey. i think it's just so amazing on that same line 3d printing I think is yeah. uh yeah. Ah. is another thing. If Interesting. Basically, we're we're think talking about is what we call patient specific implants. So something that's designed for your body and the way your anatomy works out. I think that's something that's going to be up and coming. A custom printed part. Yep. That comes exactly. out. That's that's put into you and wow. Fits like a puzzle. All awesome done. stuff. I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out I with know. us. Like thank this is what you. it's all about. Like we're just so proud to be in Pittsburgh and hanging out with you guys because this is like the absolute leading edge and i'm just like (laughs) my mind is really doing some things that we're thrilled to shine the light on thank you we really appreciate your leadership in your field as well as being fun guys to hang out with absolutely (laughs) thanks for having us so great doctors prosco and you from ahn neurosurgeons like i said audrey it's not every day you're hanging out with a couple of neurosurgeons (laughs) nope
Not as long as I'm working with you. <laughs> we'll end on that note. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Healthcare Reinvented. Innovation stories from Highmark, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, together with Allegheny Health Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.